0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: This week, the Senate approved a historic trillion-dollar infrastructure package.
0: I truly believe that this bill proves the voice of the people will be heard and we can all come together to make a difference in people's
1: lives. Transportation projects, high speed internet, clean drinking water, this package has it all, including bipartisan support. The bill now goes to the House, but lawmakers on both sides of the aisle are hopeful that this one will make it to the president's desk soon. There's just one small detail that has tech experts worried. The infrastructure bill takes aim at the cryptocurrency industry. More specifically, tighter regulation around taxation on crypto that could help cover the cost of the infrastructure bill's initiatives. Critics say the language in the bill is off and that crypto developers and miners might pay the price. McKenna Kelly has been following the debate for The Verge, and she joins us now to explain. Hey, McKenna. Hey. So, McKenna, when I hear infrastructure, I think of roads and schools. But Biden has made the argument that he's investing in human infrastructure. So that might include childcare, paid leave, maybe free community college. But cryptocurrency? How does Bitcoin tie into all this?
0: It's definitely a strange thing to include in an infrastructure bill, for sure. Uh, but when you're trying to pass a big bipartisan trillion dollar bill paying for so much stuff in the country, there's a lot of people who are asking, well, how are you going to pay for it? Right. And that was one of the reasons why cryptocurrency was included. These new tax reporting requirements would raise an estimated $28 billion, according to some of the senators, to offset some of these infrastructure costs.
1: billion is not a small amount of money, and it is a very pricey bill. But what was it about the original language in the bill that raised alarms?
0: Right. So it wasn't the fact that there would be heightened tax reporting requirements. It wasn't really, you know, the total essence of the bill, but it was a definition of the word broker. And the way that it was worded was a little too vague for some senators, especially Senator Ron Wyden, who feared that this definition of broker would end up extending these cumbersome tax reporting requirements to wallet developers and also cryptocurrency miners.
1: And why does the crypto community argue that developers and miners should be exempt from reporting requirements?
0: Well, they're not really making any transactions, right? They're mining the cryptocurrency themselves. They're, you know, creating the wallet infrastructure for these transactions to take place. But it's not necessarily a transaction in and of itself.
1: Right. We heard lawmakers making that argument on the Senate floor this week. The underlying text of this bill would impose this kind of transaction reporting requirement on crypto transaction validators. These are the people that are building out the blockchain by validating a transaction. They would be obligated to report things like a name and a tax ID number and associated with a dollar amount. They don't have that information. For them, the transaction is just an anonymized number. Doesn't make any sense at all. And so senators got together and wrote a couple of amendments to the bill to change this language. Who were those senators and how did the two proposals differ?
0: Right. So there was two kind of dueling groups of bipartisan senators. One with Ron Wyden, Pat Toomey from Pennsylvania, and Cynthia Loomis from Wyoming kind of worked together on their own thing. And then when they started getting some language to revise this definition, uh, theirs kind of went a little too friendly on the tax reporting requirements is seemingly what the White House felt. Uh, And so another set of perhaps more moderate cryptocurrency people like Mark Warner carved their own amendment out. We want to ensure
1: that taxes legitimately owed are paid and full and accurate transaction reporting is a proven way to make that happen. We don't, however, want to place reporting requirements on individuals who shouldn't have them.
0: And a lot of this language wasn't really released. It was a lot of things that they were just kind of having background conversations about. But over the weekend on Monday, this weird cryptocurrency conversation that bogged down a one trillion dollar infrastructure bill. These lawmakers finally reached a compromise and had an amendment text put out Monday that solved these issues.
1: And where does President Biden and his administration fall on this issue? Which amendment did he side with?
0: So, it was pretty clear from over the weekend that the administration was leaning more towards this Warner style amendment that did a little bit of the brokerage redefinition, but didn't really go as far as the Wyden amendments were going to. With this kind of deal, you need as many senators to agree to an amendment like this to get it passed in the first place and to agree to a bipartisan infrastructure deal like this. So, if Wyden wasn't going to vote for it or something like that, they had to come to a compromise and kind of edge together both of those languages of those bills to come to some kind of deal on Monday that was later brought to the floor.
1: And as I understand it, the debate over these amendments actually brought the entire progress of the bill to a halt. It was holding it up. So obviously, this is something a lot of people care about. And I imagine these legislators faced a lot of public pressure. How did people respond to the proposals and sort of the the stalemate?
0: That's the most interesting part of this to me. I have been covering tech for a very long time. And something that I do find really interesting is when you get everyday people getting really excited about something as not as interesting as an infrastructure bill. Right. I haven't seen this kind of like public outrage since like net neutrality in 2017. And that was a big public organizing effort. So the crypto community you know, starting from Coinbase people and just like investors themselves really rallied together. There was weird organizing efforts, like putting phone numbers out and things like I haven't seen before in a really, really long time, galvanizing an entire community of people who basically just kind of seclude themselves to Reddit communities to actually do some kind of public and um, political organizing.
1: And it seems to line up with this larger trend of crypto going mainstream. It's been happening over the past few months since the beginning of the pandemic. There are a lot more people who have cryptocurrency in their portfolio or who are paying attention to it. So what was once a really obscure, nerdy, theoretical idea for the future of money is becoming something that people actually own and exchange. So on Tuesday, we got a vote. How did things unfold?
0: So the original language is still in the bill. Once the amendment made its way to the floor, Senator Richard Shelby objected to it. It was one of those votes where you need every senator, every single 100 of them to vote to approve it, and that one senator tanked it. Uh, So when the infrastructure package was approved Tuesday, the entire thing, it was approved out of the Senate with the original controversial text in place.
1: So does that mean it was all sort of a fight for nothing?
0: No. So it is interesting to see how this pans out. As soon as that amendment was struck down, the crypto community started organizing the House because this bill has to move through the House of Representatives as well. Um, And then, you know, through some conference period where they agree on language. So the blockchain caucus, which exists, by the way, um, in the House, signed a letter and sent a letter to all of their fellow representatives arguing that they need to include some of the language, you know, similar to the amendments proposed in the Senate in the House version of the bill. And maybe through conference and negotiations, some kind of uh, revised language could make it to the president's desk by the time this bill gets there.
1: And even assuming that that doesn't happen, let's say the original language goes all the way to Biden's desk and gets passed into law, this isn't the end of the conversation about regulating cryptocurrency or taxing some of the players involved. Can you tell us a little bit about what's happening outside of Congress off Capitol Hill in terms of regulation and cryptocurrency?
0: Right. So now we have a new SEC chair, Gary Gensler. And the SEC has been continually prompted by lawmakers and people to kind of get involved in this space. Right now, cryptocurrency doesn't have a sole regulator. It's kind of in this Wild West phase. And so Gensler last week was making a speech and he called on Congress to give the SEC more authority in regulating the space. Uh, That's also been a football that's been tossed back and forth between Congress and the SEC over time. Congress is always like, well, no, the SEC does something. And then the SEC is like, well, actually, Congress, we need your help. And we're seeing, you know, these conversations start taking place in a more nuanced way. I know that Senator Elizabeth Warren, who's on a lot of the finance committees in the Senate, has been pushing this conversation a lot. And bringing crypto people and experts and critics in for oversight hearings and things like that. So it's definitely a space that Congress is starting to learn a lot more about. So there's progress being made, I think.
1: Right. It's pretty impressive in the Senate where I think the mean age is north of 60 for folks to be talking about something as new and tech centric as cryptocurrency. I have to ask, since there's been so much attention paid to it, especially in Washington, what's been happening to the price of Bitcoin and other popular cryptos?
0: The market's definitely reacted to this debate being held on Capitol Hill, right? But once they came to some agreement with the amendments and things and seeing, you know, just lawmakers start learning about this space, it definitely kind of boosted a little bit this week with those discussions.
1: Well, McKenna, thank you for joining us and explaining what's happening with crypto. We appreciate it.
0: No problem. It was great to be here.
1: And thank you for listening to Rico Daily. My name is Adam clark This episode was produced by Alan Rodriguez Espinosa and engineered by Melissa Ponce from Hemlock Creek Productions. If you want to learn more about crypto or anything else related to tech, let us know. You can email us at recodedaily at recode.net. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts.